Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment. My name is Jim Wiegand, and we're here with our friend, mentor, and coach, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Hey, Jim. I'm doing great. It's good to be with you. I'm really excited about our, our subject today. Yeah, right on. And again, we want to we want to congratulate you for uh, making it to Tuesday when these podcasts drop. It's a Tuesday, which means you didn't resign on Monday. So congratulations. You made it another week in your calling, uh, whether that's marriage or business or ministry and uh, good to go. Why don't you introduce to us the topic for pod 142, John? Yeah, it's entitled self-care versus self-centeredness. Um, yeah, you know, Jim, we talk a lot on the podcast about self-care and so much. So I think it's become sec- second nature to us. Uh, and yes, occasionally, yeah, you know, occasionally we still encounter some leaders who, who think self-care is a dressed up word for selfishness. Uh, yeah. And uh, a while back, one of uh, our clients asked me, he said, you know, he was reading um my book, Unshakable You, Five Choices of Emotionally Healthy People. And chapter one talks about, you know, becoming your own best friend, loving yourself. And yeah, loving you yourself, know, yeah. Use the great commandment as our, as the basis for that. He, he, he said to me, John, what about Jesus saying that we need to deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow him? And, yeah. you know, that's, that's a legit question, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. So here's how I responded back to him. And, I, and I'm curious what you think. I, I said, you know, yeah. denying yourself in that context has to do with obedience. It, it, it has to do with following Jesus, even when it's hard or yeah. it's confusing or there's cost to you, you know, that there's, there's stuff that there's some sacrifice that comes along the way with it. It, it has to do with Jesus calling the shots in your life and being yeah. the boss. Yes. It has nothing to do with ignoring the limitations he's created every human being on planet Earth with. Right. What do you think about that response? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think I, I always think of this in terms of rights and responsibilities. Yeah. So when I was a single man uh, and Dina was a single woman, we had all the rights of singleness and no responsibilities. It was my money, my time, my life. And then we met. And, and because of relationship, we decided to decrease our rights and increase our responsibility. So it was our time, our money, our life. And then we decided to have children and we didn't have any money. We didn't have any time and we didn't have any life. But, but in, in, in hating, if you will, Jesus is saying, if you don't have a man doesn't hate his life, you know, his, his father, his mother, his wife, even his, own, even his own life. And he can't follow me. I think what he's talking about there is not actually hating his mother or hating his, you know, right. certainly hating his father. His father is God. But I think he's talking about it is trading rights for responsibilities, thereby increasing relationship and, and the, the fidelity to that relationship as unshakable. When I took my vows to Dina, it was forsaking all others, keeping you only under her. So long as you both shall live, sickness and health, better, or worse, richer or poor, if so say I will. And I said, I will. I relinquished all of my rights and picked up all of the responsibilities and and I, the, one of the, the best decisions of my life is to marry my wife, completely change my life. I don't date women anymore. I don't have that right. I have the responsibility to be a husband. So I think that's 
that's this. Does that make sense to you? Does that analogy fit? Sure. You know, I, I think I think where um, where we we kind of get off uh, into into water here and, and, and get into trouble is when we we separate Jesus called and his challenge to us with his care for us. Yes. And, and, yeah. it, and it can become almost this self beating, you know, or beating ourselves yeah. up with, um, you know, I can't, I can't ever care for myself. I can't ever, yeah. and we're going to dive into that today because Good. self-care is real and it's important. Selfishness is real and it's, yeah. and it's destructive. So I yeah. thought it would be good for us to talk about this subject. I think it's, I, and I think it's always good to revisit it, you know, and, and because maybe there are some of our listeners or watchers who are wrestling with the same question posed by our client, you know, several weeks ago. So yeah. I'd like to talk about, there's a lot of things we should know about self-care and that we don't have enough time today, yeah. but I'd like to push up on three things uh, okay. today and have, just get your thoughts on them. Here's the first one. Self-care is not selfishness. Mm-hmm. Selfishness <clears throat> is not self-care. Yeah. I'm going okay. to say that again. Yeah. Self-care is not selfishness. Selfishness is not the same thing as self-care. Yes. In in Matthew 22, Jesus was asked by one of the teachers in the law of the law, say, saying, teacher, what's, what's the greatest commandment in the yeah. law? And Jesus replies instantaneously. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That word as, second to the last word in that passage, is so important. It's a Greek Greek connector word, omega, sigma, and it means in the same manner as. Right. Love your neighbor in the same manner as you love yourself. The implication there is I better learn how to do that well. I better learn how to yeah. love myself properly <clears throat> if I'm yeah. going to be able to love my neighbor uh, properly. So, right. So Jesus talks about this idea of, of loving the person he's created in you. Right. Yeah. Um, Paul right. talks about it in, in Acts chapter 20. He's, he's saying goodbye to people that he spent a couple of years with in Ephesus. Yeah. And um, he says, I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. And it's yeah. a very emotional time, very emotional moment. Yeah. And here's what he says to this group of leaders. He says, keep watch over yourselves and all yeah. the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Right on. Yeah. The phrase keep watch is an amazing phrase in the Greek language. It, it means to attend to, to pay attention to, to devote thought and effort to. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, over yourselves. Yeah. Paul says, pay attention to yourself and to the flock. Uh, Devote thought and effort to yourself and to the flock. Here's where I here's where I think hopefully this will make sense. Selfishness emerges when we believe the entire universe revolves around us. Yeah. When our predominant thought is always my wants, my needs, and hardly ever about another person's wants or needs. Yeah, That's yeah. selfishness. Self-care right. happens when we intentionally nourish ourselves spiritually, 
mentally, yeah. emotionally, physically, and relationally. Because I cannot give you, Jim, as my friend, I cannot give you what I don't possess, what right. I don't have. Yeah. And, and so give me some feedback on that. Does, does, does that clear? Is it muddy? Yeah. It, would, no, no, it, it makes perfect sense to me. I think it was maybe it was Ben Franklin, one of the, one of the one of the real pithy saying guys back in the day, said self self humility is not thinking less of myself; it's thinking of myself less. Does that make sense? That it's not I, I'm such a loser. That's that's not being humble. That's that's not being selfless. That's being that's, selfish. Actually, that's, that's it is right. I just, I now excused any expectation of good behavior. You know, because I'm, 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 I just think I don't think anything of myself. But I, if, but to think less, of, to less about your cares, so that you can think more about others' needs. Right. I think that is a that is a beautiful thing. So I, it's funny because there really is a dichotomy here, isn't there? Like mm-hmm. the most selfish thing. In other words, that which benefits myself the most, Jesus says, is to to deny myself, pick up my cross. You know, to 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 be in a covenant relationship where I raise all of my responsibilities. And lower all my rights, and we see that in marriage. We see that in becoming a parent. Other ways, I I, I just think that it's um, it's it's confusing because it's 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 a paradox. It seems like that the most selfish thing I could do is to be selfish, and it's really not the thing I could do more for myself. You know, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. There you go. Right. You, you know, there there's a there's a dichotomy that I am. A, I, I'm actually allowed to be quite selfish as long as I do it in a selfless way. Um, yeah, given so, it shall be given to you. you know, so the, most, the most prosperous thing I can do is give away stuff. And so I think the terminology matters here, right? Yeah. I think yeah. The, the words we use matter. Self-care is not self-centeredness. It yeah. is not self-absorption. It is uh, not uh, somebody who is full of themselves. Yeah, no, right. It's self-care is realizing that you are made in the image of God. You were made with limitations and that it's your response. It's it's your responsibility to care for the spiritual, yeah. mental, emotional, physical and relational well-being in your life, not yeah. just to make you happy. It's so that you can love your neighbor better. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, brilliant. And yeah, so brilliant. And so selfishness, self-care is not, if you really are doing self-care God's way, it's not selfish. No, not at all. And if you're being selfish as described in the scripture as, as what, what selfishness is about life being all about you, that's not self-care. You are not helping yourself if you think the whole world revolves around you, you're hurting yourself. You're mm-hmm. not helping yourself. Yeah. And so, yeah. so I, I, I want our listeners and watchers to, to, to memorize this. Self-care yeah. is not selfishness. Selfishness isn't self-care. Right. Um, and so they're, they're, they're two different things. They're two separate things. Here's a second, right. here's a second thing that I think might help um, those who are wrestling with this whole idea of self-care. Uh, and it's this self-care is not either, or it's both. And okay. It's not either, or it's both. And Paul said in Acts 20, keep watch over yourself and, and 
yeah. the flock. Right. In, in Philippians 2.14, he says this, each one of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Yeah. Listen, man, words in the Bible really matter. And we have yeah. to pay attention. Yeah. Paul says, each of you should, he didn't say this, you shouldn't look to your own interests and only right. the interests of others. No, he says, right. you should look not only to your own right. interests, but also to also. Yeah. the interests of others. So self-care means caring about others while at the same time caring for yourself. It's not either yes. or, it's both. And, and, it, and I believe this, and I have people who disagree with me about this, but this is where I've kind of landed, that my capacity to love my spouse, to love my kids, to love my neighbor, to love my workmates, although you guys are very easy to love, um, and to even love my enemies yeah. is directly related to the approach I take to care for the internal and external components yes. of my life. Agreed. If I'm a mess spiritually and emotionally and relationally and physically and mentally, it is very difficult for me to love you well. Yes. To be available to you, to, to uh, be kind to you, to uh, make space in my life for you, to love you when you're going through a hard time and prayer. And yeah. so, so it's not, I think we are, we tend to be black and white or either, or kinds of thinkers. It's got to be one or the other. Nope. Oh, no, man. these two things flow together. And as a matter of fact, the better I do both of these, probably the better both of these parts of my life will be, you know, the internal yeah. part of my life and the external part of my life. So it's not yeah. either or it's both and. Absolutely. I, I love that. And it makes perfect sense, right? I, you, like you said, you cannot give away what you do not possess. Yep. Whatever that is, money, wisdom, time, you you ha you have to have it first. So you get that from God and then you give that away. And hey, he's a great husband. Hey, yep. he's a great leader. Where'd that come from? Yep. Yeah. I've noticed, you know, I've read the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. 100, 150 times in my life. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting that the disciples give Jesus the little bit that they have. He blesses it, he prays over it, and then he hands it back, not to people, he hands it back to them. To them, yeah. And then they go and they distribute. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about, Jim. This is what, yeah, this is what I mean, is that, that there yeah. is this interaction that where I receive, not so I can just hog it all. No, I receive yeah. and then I can give. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. and uh, so I, this is a super important piece of the puzzle. So if you're an either or kind of person or thinker, I want to challenge you. We want to challenge you to be a both and uh, yeah. type of thinker here. Here's the last piece yeah. of this, Jim. Uh, self-care, true, healthy self-care is about longevity. Yes. And sustainability. Yep. You know, as I was writing the notes for this pod, I wrote down some questions under this third point, you know, how does it honor God if you burn out? Right. You go out in a blaze of glory. <clears throat> Somebody said, I would rather burn out than rust out. Guess what? Either way, you're out. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't, yeah. Glorify, that doesn't glorify God. No. Uh, here's another question I wrote. How can you truly be of help to others if you're drowning yeah. in the sea of your own mess, major depression yeah. or whatever mess you're in? It's very hard. When Jim, when I went through major depression as a lead pastor, you know how many hours a day I could work? I worked one hour a day for wow. a month or two because I got to the end of that hour. I was completely exhausted after wow. an hour of work. That's how bad a shape I was in. Yeah. So when you're there and you're in that moment, yeah, God's leveraged that beautifully in my life. You know, the reason we're yeah. doing this, the only reason this podcast exists is because I went through that, that Gehenna, you know, all those yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. But my point is during that season, I was of little use, not just right. to the congregation I was pastoring, but to my wife and my kids. Yeah. And, yeah. and so here, here's another question. How can you counsel others when you're so fatigued, you can't make right. your own decisions? We talked right. talk to pastors, Jim, who say, I'm so fatigued. I, I, I don't even, I can't even decide mm. what I want to not only make a decision about what, uh, what we should do. It's I can't even decide if I want to make a decision about what to right. do. Yeah. Because they're that fatigued. Yeah. Look, self-care is about longevity. It's about sustainability. God has called you and I and everybody who's listening or watching today, and even those who aren't listening and watching, he's called us to a marathon, not a sprint. And yeah. marathoners run at a different pace than sprinters. Jim, you used to run marathons, right? In the yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the marathon, you know, and, and the approach there. Yeah, honestly, it's funny that the quickest way to destroy your marathon is to get excited in the first ten miles. Like that—that that literally is how you destroy your time. You you have a certain amount of fuel that comes at a certain pace that lasts a certain number of miles, and and starting starting what feels like agonizingly slow. If people, I, I almost. Uh, offered my my back as advertising because I would start just about everybody would pass me by the end of the race. I thought they would see eat at Joe's as they pass Jim, you know? Um, but I, I, the only way for me to run a marathon and be able to function the next day was, was to choose the right pace, train at the right pace, be satisfied with that pace and yeah. not, and not break my training. Not, mm. you know, if, if I'm doing a 14 minute mile, that's really slow. Well, I, I could do 10 minute miles, but only for the first 10 minutes or yeah. first 10 miles. After that, I'm, I'm limping and my time is actually worse if I finish it all because of, of the pain involved in it. And I I had a one ultra marathon. I was the state of Michigan, 150 miles mm. from the east side to the west side. But I, I had 15 days, so 10 miles a day. And that's that's a that's manageable. But you run 150 miles differently than you run 26.2 differently than you run a, a 10 mile of a 10K or a 5K. 5K, give it, you know, just run, but you haven't learned anything about life. Um, marathons, you learn a lot about life and going out too hard, too fast, too soon. The last three miles, if you want to kick, if you can even walk anymore, then then just burn it. It's all gone. It's that's fine. You should always cross the finish line spent, right? But if you're spent 10 miles into a 26.2 mile race, right. you've made some major miscalculations. I, I same thing's true in life. Yes. Um, you got to train, you got to eat, you got to hydrate. And all these have analogies back to the Christian life. We we have to train, we have to have food, we have to have water, you know, we have to have partnership, we have to have a pace that that works for us. And our yep. pace won't be like the, the Kenyans. 
we finished a marathon, high, high, high five each other and go to Denny's. I'm, I'm on mile four. You know, it's, it's not even, don't, don't worry about them. You're running your race, finish your race, not theirs. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, uh, you know, I, I, I dislike running so much that I haven't even run a marathon in my mind. You know, I've never, yeah. even, <laughs> I've never even gone there mentally to think, what would that be like? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm, I'm not a long distance guy at all. Um, it's fun, believe it or not. You know, Jim, I, I, I'd like to kind of bring this to a, a close here by saying this, yeah. that some leaders and some people have confused self-care with getting everything I want. Yeah, no. It's more about getting everything you need. Mm-hmm. You know, getting what you need in order to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Yeah. Getting and staying healthy so that you can be a genuine help and blessing to those who cross your path every yeah. day. Self-care yeah. isn't about getting everything you want. It's about getting what you need. Yeah. And listen, yeah. no one is responsible for that in your life as an adult. Yeah. You are. Right. As a leader. Your board is not responsible to make sure you're getting what you need. Or, or they even have a clue what you need, right? I, I don't know what a farmer needs. I don't know what a welder right. needs. I don't know what a, a captain of an infantry unit needs. I know what a pastor needs. Yep. So I, I, they're all responsible for their rhythms. I'm responsible for mine. That's yeah. right. And, and, so, and so if you can think about it that way, we're not yeah. talking about selfishness. We're not talking about self-absorption. We're not talking about being narcissistic. We're talking about being intentional and taking ownership of the things that you need in order to fulfill whatever God has called you to do, whether it be in the marketplace or whether it be within the confines of a a ministry. And, And so I hope that these three ideas that our listeners and watchers will find very helpful today and very clarifying. That's my hope. Yeah. Right on. Well, thanks, John. I, I know at the end of this life, we're going to either hear well done, good and faithful, quality and fidelity, yeah. you know, servant, or or we're not going to hear that. And I, I know that that's the goal of, of every everybody listening is that at some point, our master turns to us and kind of a heavenly high five. Yeah, you did it. I'm proud of you, kid. I that I love that moment of finishing the race and having someone waiting for you at the finish line, giving you a, a sweaty, nasty hug. And, a, <laughs> you know, I, I that. The, the reason you endure the pain of, of, a, of a fight or the pain of a, a distance run or the pain of faith is the finish line and what happens afterwards, right? That Paul said, I've fought the good fight. I've finished yeah. the race. I've kept the faith. And I, in order to do those things, there's, there's blood, sweat, and tears, certainly. But yeah, just it's a giving contest. Giving, giving properly requires receiving properly. And I, I, I do appreciate your seasoned wisdom on this because- you didn't, you didn't read Sigmund Freud's book. You're, this is a testimony that you're talking about. You got to take care of the main things or you, you can't do the main things. So God bless you. And, and again, you know, I, we say this every week and I, maybe this sometimes we say, okay, that the podcast is over with and you, and you, because now this is kind of the, Hey, connect with us this way. But, but seriously, I, I think what I want to say is, is people that have listened to this over and over and over again, on a variety of reasons, maybe someday I will, or maybe next time I hear this, do it today. Click on that link, go to convergecoach.com and let's have a free half hour, no obligation conversation with, with one of us or one of our team members that says, you know, I, 
I, I do want to explore. Um, I do want to check. I do want to make sure. I do want some inspiration, application, perspiration around this area of my life because I think it's out of balance. Mm. Uh, if the yellow lights on the dashboard of your body, soul, or spirit are flashing, remember, either there's a correction or the, what happens next is a red light. That red light is telling you something is now broken. And if I'm tired, I take a nap. But if I'm exhausted, naps don't help. If I'm sad, I, I take a walk. But if I'm depressed, a walk doesn't help. There are... We want to keep you healthy for the long term, Yes. you know, finish the race, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we do. So go to convergecoach.com today, click on that link. Let's spend some time and uh, we hope you'll join us again next week. Yeah. We love you guys. We're praying for you. We're cheering for you as you continue to lead from alignment.